great to be here on Mother's Day. You guys are looking gorgeous this morning. As usual, right? All righty. How many of you are getting to see your mums today? Oh, a fair few. Yeah, fair few not. We understand that. Good to have my sister here today. <laughs> you got a cheer? You got a fan club? <laughs> I don't know when last we saw our mum on Mother's Day. It's been many, many years. She's overseas, but we will try and ring her later. There's so many different varieties of Mother's Day for people, isn't there? And uh, we do understand that. But we are going to get started for you blokes, you Aussie blokes, we're going to get started with a few jokes. <laughs> okay, because we know you love them and we don't want you to like just switch off because it's Mother's Day. So, what excuse did Adam give to his children as to why he no longer lived in Eden? Your mother ate us out of house and home. <laughs> Who was the greatest female financier in the Bible? Pharaoh's daughter. She went down to the bank of the Nile and drew out a little profit. <laughs> What kind of man was Boaz before he got married? Ruthless. Some of you guys have heard. Very well done. Excellent. Excellent. How about we just pray? Lord, we just thank you for this time that we have together today. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just be in, in our presence and you will just um, help us and speak to us today as we go forward from here. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Awesome stuff. I hope you guys are blessed by what the Lord has placed on my heart today. And, um, you know, obviously we focus focusing on mums, but, you know, the stuff that we talk about can actually be applied to any relationship. So um, I just encourage you to do that and just take this and kind of think, where can I fit this into my life? And so today I have titled my message, The Tapestry of Life. And fun fact, the earliest written record of woven cloth actually appears in the Bible in Exodus chapter 26 when they were talking about the tabernacle and weaving the cloth. So there's a fun fact for you about tapestry. Now, I've got to admit, I didn't actually know a whole lot about tapestries. I've never made a tapestry. Has anyone here ever made a tapestry? No, no. Okay, cool. Um, so... It was a very interesting journey to see all the hard work and what actually goes into it. So it, it looks kind of simple, just like all these threads woven together, but it's a lot more complicated than that. And I just want to explain to you some of the tools that they use to make this tapestry, because we think it just sounds, you know, la, 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 la. But just listen to this. The loom is the wooden frame that holds the yarn in place at a desired tension. So that's, pre that's pretty straightforward. That makes sense. Okay, and then there's an awl. It's a pointed metal instrument used for piercing small holes in leather and wood, etc. Okay, we're getting a little bit more like, okay. Weavers use the awl to loosen and pick apart the densely packed weft, the, the yarn, 
and to manipulate the surface of the woven fabric. So it's like getting in there, causing a little bit of chaos. And then there's the beater. Doesn't that sound great? It's a heavy tool with teeth used to compress the weft into the bed of the cloth, usually applied with some force, also known as a comb. Okay. And then there's the block, a finishing procedure used to flatten and square a completed tapestry. And the tapestry is fixed onto a surface and gently steamed. So as I was reading these things, and I'm thinking of the tapestry of life, I'm thinking this makes sense, right? Because our tapestry of life has all these things that happen to it. And as we read about all these tools that cause all this chaos and, and damage and, and pain, it makes sense that we can relate that to our lives. So the tapestry of life is a very interesting masterpiece. And Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's masterpiece and he has created us anew in Christ so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. There are many moments in life that God weaves the tapestry of our lives. And each one is unique and beautiful and different. And often we don't actually get to see the weave or the bigger picture of what God is doing. We don't always get to understand the picture that he is weaving. And as we talk about mums today, the best place to look is in the Bible. So we are going to have a little look, just a snippet, at some mums in the Bible and their lives and their tapestry and how God was weaving and threading and making something beautiful and unique. And we'll also see that in each story there is joy and there is pain, just like in our lives as well. So we're going to start off looking at Eve. So Genesis 3.20 says that Adam names his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. Pretty cool. First mother. What a joy to bring these kids into this world, having heaps of fun with each other. You know, God's there with them. It's very exciting. And then something happens. These little bundles of joy bring an incredible amount of pain into her life because we encounter the first murder in the Bible. And not only does she have to deal with losing a child, but she has to deal with the fact that it was at the hand of one of her other children. But God is good. And although there was pain and suffering, she was blessed to start the first family that continues to grow today with the constant weaving of an incredible tapestry. Next, we're going to have a look at Naomi. Ruth 1 verse 20 says, Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Naomi was a grieving wife and mother. They had gone to a foreign land and she lost her husband. And she had her two sons with her, but eventually they both passed away too. So she's grieving. She's lost her husband. She's lost her two sons. And now she's in a foreign land 
with her two foreign daughter-in-laws. So she decides to go back home. She was very bitter about her life, as we read. But we see how God works all things for the good of those who love him and how he used Naomi to bless their family. So God is good, and although things seemed dire, Naomi kept moving forward to a place where God provided for her family. Next, we look at Ruth. And Ruth was actually Naomi's daughter-in-law, the one that returned back with her. And Ruth 4.13 says, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. Then he went to her, and the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. Naomi's daughter-in-law, who honoured her, returned to Naomi's homeland with her and said, Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Eventually, through all kinds of instruction from Naomi, Ruth and Boaz end up getting married and having a baby. And the baby's name was Obed. And Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David, who we read about. And so... David's genealogy, we follow down all the way through to Jesus. God is good, and although she was following Naomi, God used her life to bring hope and love and weave a bloodline to Jesus in her tapestry of life. Next, we're going to have a look at Samuel's mother, Hannah. 1 Samuel 1.27 says, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord. Hannah prayed earnestly for a child. She couldn't have children, and she just cried out to God with all of her heart. She told God that um, this child would be dedicated to serving him for his lifetime, and she honored that. When she had Samuel, she took him back to, um, to the priest, and she gave him up to serve God for the rest of his life. But what we see is that God is good, and although in, in the pain of being childless, she took her burdens to the Lord, and he blessed her with a son who played a vital role in Israel's tapestry. Noah's wife, Genesis 7 verse 1. The Lord then said to Noah, Go into the ark, and you and your whole family because I have found you righteous in this generation. This would have been a very interesting one. Noah's wife, watching her husband build a boat they didn't need at the time, because it was going to rain and flood that they'd never seen before, with the whole wicked community criticizing and ridiculing them the whole time. But God is good. And although the odds were against them, I'm sure she was rejoicing through the miracles and that her family was saved to continue the tapestry of the human race. Moses' mum, Exodus 2 verse 3. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. She had to hide her baby. And then when he got too old to hide, she had to put him in a basket and risk his life, putting him in a river in the hope that he would be saved. Then she had to watch him 
as he grew amongst the Egyptians, who were the people who were keeping her people in captivity. But God is good. And although raised an Egyptian, ironically, he led the Israelites out of Egypt and guided them in the desert in a tapestry of the promise of a land flowing with milk and honey. And finally, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Luke 1.38 I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. She submitted to God's will. She was judged incorrectly. It was a difficult time for her. But she watched this joyful little child grow up, become a man, and enter ministry. Then she had to go through the pain of watching him suffer, betrayed, innocent blood, beaten, crucified. The pain would have been tremendous. But then we have the joy and delight and the victory of the resurrection that she would have seen. God is good. And although judgment awaited, she submitted to God's will and became the mother of Jesus, the saviour of the world, a red thread of the tapestry that is woven into every life. So as we go forward, we see that, that the tapestry represents our life and God weaves the tapestry. And I've got to tell you, I would want no one else to be weaving my tapestry because <laughs> he can see things I can't see. He knows things I don't know and he understands things I can never understand. And as we see from all those stories, all those mums, all those circumstances, completely different, completely unique, pain, joy, trials, happiness, but they all trusted Let's not compare ourselves to others, but let's focus on the tapestry that God has created us to be. Let's follow the Holy Spirit's guidance for our lives instead of looking at someone else and trying to be more like them. Our tapestry is, is weaving and interlocking with all those around us, all those people we come across. When we meet someone, we go, why, Lord, did you bring that person upon my path? We may never know, but if we show them the love of Christ... He knows, and we may never know the impact that we have had on people. Let's embrace the purpose of our tapestry, which we can find in a relationship with the one true God who desires to be connected to us. You know, children are unique too. Do you know that? I bet you do. Some of you are like, yeah, I know that. I think there's one in every family, like that really unique one. <laughs> My sister's that one in our family. <laughs> that look of, you know, you know who it is. <laughs> if you don't know who it is in your family, it may be you. <laughs> Are you ready for a laugh? Yeah. Okay, excellent. There's a Christian comedian, and he's made a video of Christian mums today. And I could just picture him sitting around with all his friends going, oh, my mum used to say this and my mum used to do that. And they were like, oh, yeah, and my mum did this and said that. And he's like, I've got to make a video about that. And he does really well. So turn your eyes to the screen and enjoy this video and have a good laugh, even if it's at yourself. Have a good laugh.
Kids, listen up. I don't want to hear any complaints about dinner. This will be your last supper. Movie night, kids. Your choice. I can only imagine or left behind. The new Wi-Fi password is if your eyes cause you to sin, cut them out. All caps. Wow. Drake not on a coaster? Well, the foolish man builds his house in the sand, so makes sense. I hear swearing on that, kids. What's the rating on that TV show? Children, please be quiet, okay? Okay, I'm seeing a thunderstorm warning in the area. Lord, we pray a hedge of protection around this house. Kids, I need you guys all on that Rosetta Stone, okay? Guatemala mission trip is in three weeks. Breakfast time, kids. Quaker, you know, they brought the gospel to the new world. Excuse me, lucky charms? We do not believe in luck in this house. Hi, yes, I'm looking for more information on your internet filters. Hmm, let us pray. The Walking Dead? Are you serious? That's what you're gonna be if Jesus comes back and sees you watching that show. Okay, tap water, bottled water, or my preference, living water. This little light of mine, not gonna let Satan hit out. Kids, can you keep it down, please? My husband, honestly, normally Hebrews. Also my favorite book of the Bible. Mom, do we have any fruit? I mean, here's some, I guess, but more importantly, you should have love, joy, peace, patience. <laughs> Only two ingredients I need, salt and light. Oh, you need a memory card, which I memorized in the Bible for once. Tell him you're sorry. I want to hear it. Now give him a hug and tell him your favorite Bible verse. Oh, Netflix, huh? Mm, watch whatever you want. Deviled eggs, excuse me, who brought these into my house? Oh, what's done in the dark will come into light. The new Wi-Fi password is walk by faith, not by website. Quit leaving out your fleece. Who do you think you are, Gideon? Pam, that reminds me, I need to call her. Oh, excuse me, dirt devil, you better return this. I will not have him getting a foothold in this household. Well, you're welcome to invite 12 friends to your birthday party because that's how many friends Jesus had. I mean, no, it's not a sin, but is it wise? Kids, you know the rules, no screens after 9 p.m. Give me the cell phones, give me the iPads. Time to read a book. For the last time, please be quiet. The only type of dessert we allow in this house, angel food cake. How many had to laugh at their mum? <laughs> Themselves. How many picked up a few tips? <laughs> Excellent. As mums, we certainly need the Holy Spirit's guidance. I love this quote from Albert Einstein. You may have heard it. He says, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Let's be bums who guide and encourage our children in the tapestries that God has created them to be. Let's encourage their unique gifts and talents that he has placed inside of them. Let's celebrate their differences and not try and fit them into this box that the world says that they have to fit in. So if they're a fish, let's encourage them in how well they can swim. Let's not discourage them in the fact that they cannot climb a tree. Psalm 139, verse 13 says, You formed my innermost being, shaped my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. 
How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in this secret place. Carefully, skillfully you shaped me, from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. How cool is that? I take great comfort in knowing that God knew my whole life before I was, took my first breath on this, in this world. Nothing is a surprise to him, and he's always there walking beside us, comforting us, helping us, and guiding us. As people work on these tapestries, they have an original picture that they work from. And that picture reflects the image that they are weaving. So what image are we reflecting? If we are made in God's image, then we need to be reflecting the image of God. We need to give that example to our children so that they will then go on to reflect that same image. As we show the love of God to others and our thread weaves into the lives of those around us and those who God brings into our lives, we see that there's a bigger picture and a larger tapestry that we may not have seen before. We all fit into a much larger tapestry that God is weaving. Sometimes all we see is the underside of the tapestry. The underside of the tapestry looks very messy and confusing and chaotic. Sometimes that's what we look at and it's all we can see in our lives. We can't see past it, we can't see through it. But on the top side, God is weaving. God is using those threads to put them in the perfect place, to make the perfect picture at the perfect time, to interlock with the perfect people who can influence us and who we can influence as well. He makes a masterpiece. That's a piece of art by the master. That is who we are. We are a tapestry, a masterpiece that God is weaving. And so we can trust the master at all times. We can trust that God is good. We trust that God knows what he's doing. We trust that God is going to take what the enemy is meant for evil and use it for good. We trust that God has got our back because he will never leave us or forsake us. We trust that God is guiding his plan for our lives because he is lighting our path. We trust that God is not surprised by what's happening in our lives because he knows every day before we took our first breath. We trust that God can see clearly in the chaos and in the darkness because he is beside me though I walk through the valley. The key is love. I've seen many, many lives change because of the power of God's incredible love. I think back to a little boy many years ago. Don't try and figure out who it is. It was a very long time ago. And he came into kids' church. He was unchurched. He had no idea about what we did. He had no idea about what church was or how he should behave. And he would swear and carry on, and he was ready to pick a fight with anyone who was ready. And he did things like, you know, made smells all the time and, you know, inappropriate times and, and things like that. But you know what? Just through loving him 
and accepting him for who he was and slowly and gently disciplining and guiding and through the love of God saying, we don't do that here. We, we don't use those words here. We don't speak like that. We, we don't fight with people. No one wants to fight with you. And just gently guiding him through that transition. And I've got to tell you that I saw God's love powerfully change that kid's life. Every week that he came back to kids' church, he was closer to God. His life was changed. He was walking closer to the image of God. And all those other things that he originally walked in with, they were just falling away. And he continued on Kids Church Youth. It was awesome to just watch him become a part of the family of God. It was absolutely amazing. God is so good, church. His love is not a gift only to help us, but also for us to help others. You know, kids need healthy boundaries. If we think about a one-year-old with their birthday cake and they're looking at this pretty flame on the candle and they're like, that's awesome, I want to touch it, because they want to touch everything, right? What mum's going to go, yeah, sure, burn your finger? No, we're going to go, no, you can't do that. Now, that child just wants that candle. And they can throw a tantrum and they can start crying and they can get upset. But there's a protection in no sometimes. You see, we know that they're going to get hurt. And not only are they going to be hurt now, but that burn is going to stay a pain and a hurt for them in days and possibly weeks to come. So when we say No, sometimes it's through a loving protection because we can see the bigger picture. We can see ahead. We can see beyond. We know what we are protecting them from. And it's exactly the same with God. Sometimes we just have to trust him that his no is a loving protection in our lives. And we just have to just trust him and be satisfied in that. And sometimes we just have to ask God to help us see some people, some children, sometimes even our children through his eyes. Because how he sees that person is not through frustration or offense or hurt or pain or anger or whatever, but just through love of who he created them to initially be. I'd just like to share a few verses about love. There's so many verses about love in the Bible. But firstly, God is love. 1 John 4.16, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives, whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Love one another. John 13.34, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And of course, the famous, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We see love as a fruit of the spirit, recognizable fruit in brothers and sisters. Have you ever met someone and you've just gone, I think they're a Christian? I don't know, they haven't said anything, but I just really think they're a Christian. And then you find out they were. It's just that fruit, it's recognisable. We just go, we connect with it. I just want to read 1 John 4, 16 again, but in the, the Passion Translation. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love. And we trust in the love he has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. What a beautiful promise to have God living through us. 
and he can guide us each and every day where there is his love. So, we have some threads here. A tapestry thread. I'm just going to pull one out. It doesn't look like much, does it? One thread. But you know, with what they do with this, there's such a beautiful picture. And I don't know everybody's story here in this room today, but I know that everyone does have a story. Every single person in this room has a story. And God has used every part of our story to create this beautiful tapestry that we may not see the top of. We may still be looking at that underside going, I have no idea what's going on here. Maybe you just have to go, God, I can't see it, but I trust you. So at the end of the service, I'd love you to just come and grab one of these. You can stick it in your Bible. I never have enough of those ribbon bookmarks. I always go, oh, no, I don't want to move that one. I want to keep that one. <laughs> so, you know, you can stick it in your Bible. You can stick it on a door handle. You can stick it on your key ring. You stick it anywhere that you're going to see it so that you can be reminded that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter when it's happening, God's weaving it into your perfect, beautiful, unique, different tapestry. So I encourage you to come and take one of those. Know that you have been created in the image of God to love others. Such a key to living a successful life. We may never get to see the top side of our, of our, um, of our weave on the side of eternity. But as we zoom out, I think we're going to see that this tapestry of ours that we we can feel we in when we look up and we see the chaos. As we zoom out on the top, we're going to see how intricately God has woven us into the life of other tapestries, other people throughout the time on this earth. So I encourage you just to take one of these as a reminder. Stick it in your car. Wherever you think you're going to see it the most when you need it the most, those times that, that just seem difficult, those times when you need a reminder, it'll be there for you. I have a Bible verse that God just really put on my heart, and I feel that it's just a word for someone today. Maybe more than one person, which is cool. I just want to read it out to you. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. There may be someone here today, you just feel like you haven't been able to rise, you haven't been able to shine. Maybe there's something suppressing you. But arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And if that's a word for you today, you would have felt that in your heart. You would know. You would know. If we can all just close our eyes, please. Today we've been talking about the tapestry of life and how God has created each of us uniquely and how he wants to be in relationship with us, weaving our life, the great creator, the masterpiece maker. If you haven't experienced this love that we've been talking about, I'd love to give you an opportunity today to say, yes, I want that love in my life and I want that relationship with the God who will guide my steps. If you would like to say yes to God today, to walk with him in this life, 
to say, yes, Jesus, I want you in my life. Can I just ask you, while everyone's eyes are closed, to just pop your hand up very quickly, and I will see it, just to say yes to God today. Awesome, thank you. I'd just like to pray for everyone. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that we are a tapestry that you have created. And we thank you that we are in your hands and that you are weaving our tapestry no matter what happens, Lord. Just remind us, strengthen us in the fact that we are in your hands. Our future is in your hands, Lord. And we just thank you so much that you care enough to be sitting at the tapestry of our life and weaving us, guiding us, and strengthening us. Yes, sometimes pain comes, sometimes the joy comes, but we thank you that you are there to strengthen and guide us every step of the way. So as we go out today, Lord, I pray that we'll have an amazing Mother's Day, Lord. And for those for whom Mother's Day is not that amazing, we just pray that something will happen that will make it just that little bit better today. Bring someone across someone's path. Bring your incredible, powerful love into those lives to uplift and encourage. Thank you, Father. In your precious name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.